Those Remember are. those, what were they called, worry stones when we were kids? You didn't have a worry stone, no. did you? I had no worries when I was a child. <laughs> you don't have to worry to have a worry stone. You said, do you plan on having worries later? Here, young person, you're going to have a life full of worry. You might as well get started rubbing this stone. I don't get it. Welcome to Fear the Walking spinoff, an unofficial podcast for Fear the Walking Dead on AMC. Um, this is season one, episode two, so close yet so far. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And we're here to do our second ever podcast together. So we'll see how this goes. We've watched it a couple times. Um, we're actually skipping a week in between season, uh, episode two and episode three, so we had a little bit extra time to get this in, so we got a chance to watch it a couple times. Normally, we're going to be getting them out within a day or so of the airtime, which is Sunday. So, Mike, what did you think of episode two, So Close Yet So Far? What do you think the title meant, I So I'm Close? I'm stocked up, and I can't talk about it. <laughs> Um, so close and so far. I didn't even think about that. What do you think it meant? Um, you know, I don't know. Do you think they were talking more about so close, like the apocalypse was so close, yet it was still so far away because most people were were not changed at this point? Or do you think it might have been more about getting away they're so close to getting away because they know they need to but then every little thing keeps happening and then Travis got stranded downtown and couldn't get back home so far yeah maybe that I don't know I don't know either but um that's a great question though compared to episode one did you like it better did you what were your thoughts on it about that uh I didn't like it any better or any worse but I think that they're progressing at a um and an appropriate clip. That's what I think. That's what I think. I thought it was a whole lot better than episode one, but I tend to like things when I know the characters better. Yes, I dislike Alicia very much. <laughs> um, how come? Because she doesn't uh, mind her mother. She doesn't. And, and, and also Travis's kid. I like Tobias. Um, I worry for Tobias. I, I worry for Tobias, too. I think he's d- destined to become a, a zombie. I don't know if he is. I think we may see Tobias come back lean and mean at some point and show up and be some kind of hero. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, this like little nerdy kind of... Be a but zombie ninja? No, but really. I mean, I, I think we might see Tobias again. Okay. I have hope that Tobias is going to be a hero in place of a zero. I'm waiting on you to get to the scenes because I I have notes. And you're yeah, just about you know I want to let you lead it on. All right, well then we'll just go ahead and get started. Okay, I thought we were. (laughs) Okay, we start off this time with the principal Artie's walking down the hallway at school with a walkie-talkie in his hand. There's no one around. There's lone hallways. The the athletic fields are being shown. There's nobody in any of that it's just the school is cleared out it's, it's the beginning of the end it's, it's yes then we see Alicia walking we assume she's walking home she's got 
earphones in and a backpack on, and she decides to stop by um, Matt's house. Yeah, we know she's doing something that she was told not to do. Well, not not yet, <clears throat> not yet. Well, I don't kid think. Does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but she is like walking. I assume she was walking home, but she walks past the house and the doors open, and she goes in, and that's. Matt's house and she walks in I don't know if she were going to his house she didn't act like she was she acts like she was going to go past it but when she saw the door open she goes in um, she goes in the house she's calling for Matt the house is seemingly empty but there's been some kind of ruckus that's went on in the house there's flowers from a vase in the floor and overturned lamp so it looks like something's went on and she goes through the house continuing to call for Matt she sees something and we're left in suspense, and the opening sequence comes on. Yes. And that's how they leave us. Mm-hmm. We come back. Uh, Maddie and Travis and Nick are speeding away from the ravine, so they're taking us exactly right back from where they left us. We know Which that no good. time has yep. passed, yeah. Nick's listening to the radio trying to hear about what's going on in the world. Well, that is the interesting thing, because they're still... You know, you think about the media hungry for any kind of story. Right. So you would think that even a few instances would cause some kind of um, media um, media feeding frenzy where they would talk about nothing but. You know how the media does. So why do you think they're not in this situation? Um, well, I just think it's maybe... Uh, um, is it too early, or were they told not to? No, I think it's just in the script, and it's just not It's not something yeah, that the writers thought Yeah, but they just put it about. in the... No, I mean, they think of all this stuff. They've thought of it. There's some reason why. I think they leave that to the podcasters so that they can point out the oh, flaws okay. with, you know... Because that's my favorite part, pointing out the flaws. That is the funnest part, yes, maybe. I, I mm-hmm. But it's also fun to kind of kind of fangirl over it, too, and go, oh, I love that. If they ever do anything I like, I'll let you know. But right now, there's not enough on the radio about it. And Johnny Depp is, I think he's kind of scared that everybody's just kind of appeasing him and telling him that, uh, no, no, it's really bad, it's really bad. And he's thinking, is this even happening? Yeah, well, I, I am agree. I just, am I just in one of my... Uh, one of my um, you know, trips or... Right, either drug-induced or right. mentally ill-induced psychosis. Yeah. Am I so strung out that they're appeasing me until they get me, you know, someplace to put me down? Yeah, because he even says it a couple times yeah. in this, that he's... You know, when he's looking out the blinds. And yeah. You know, which is the only drug addict uh, activity that is uh, rings true to me, having been around a bunch of drug addicts, is peering through the blinds. And looking outside to see what's going on. But I think everybody's doing that in this. That's not just yeah, drug but, behavior. But we that's, see everybody. But that's classic drug behavior. Is is constantly peering out blinds. Right. Even when you're coming off drugs. Um, even when you're. No, no. When you're paranoid and you're on them. Well, yeah. because you know we have. I mean, everybody literally that they show everybody. You know, Travis later on is peering through the stuff. Yeah. You know. Um, and Alicia's peering through, I mean, everybody peering through the blinds. Maddie and Travis are trying to call Alicia, and Alicia finally, and they can't get through. The phones aren't going through, and Alicia finally calls her mom. Maddie says that they're leaving town. They're going to go to the desert. She says she can't leave Matt. She tells him that he has a high fever 
and his parents are out of town in Las Vegas. And Maddie and Travis kind of look at one another and they tell her to call 911 and get away from him. Christopher is on a bus. I think they'd take the kid to the hospital. That's a good point, but not yet. Well, we're not far enough into it yet for them to realize that he's been bitten by a uh, one of the walking dead. No, but Maddie has already seen, and so, well, they all have, somebody come back. Cal, remember? So mm-hmm. they've already seen all that. And they've seen the police shoot people and them not stay dead. But I think they try to get him some medical attention. I, I don't disagree with that. That's a good point, just to leave him like that, particularly yeah. these people who are certainly kid-oriented being the people that they are in their jobs in the school and it's everything. It's too early for people to kick into that individual self-preservation uh, gear. Hmm. Anyways. It's, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that. And Johnny Depp's in there looking for drugs in the bathroom. That's kind of funny. He's excited. When they're, um, when they're in there. Well, we're not there yet. No. Oh, I thought we were. No. We were there <laughs> no. 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 Shit. Uh, Alicia's on the phone telling them she's there with Matt. That's all. They're still driving oh, the car. Oh. Then Christopher's on the bus, and he's getting a call from Travis, from his dad, and he ignores it. Then it flips to the, the, we we're kind of going scene by scene really quickly right here. There's not very much. I mean, you know, they're telling the story, but there's not a lot going on in each individual scene. Next, we have Maddie, Travis, and Nick, and they get to Matt's house, and this is where they go in, and they tell Alicia to move away from uh, from Matt. She says, "If Matt has it, then she has it," and he's laying in bed, and Matt looks pretty rough. Mm-hmm. He he's not having a good day. And Travis, of course, says, I want to talk to him. He's just trying to get Alicia out of the room and whatever. And he asks where his folks are, and he says his folks are on the way home. And Travis just kind of gave him a look, right, like, we've got to get her out of here. Mm -hmm. Do you think Matt would have been this, I mean, because he's a high school kid, right? Do you think he's going to be that mature and that selfless? I think he could be. To say... To make her leave like that, uh, knowing that... I think he could be. That's pretty interesting. That's, that's big of him. But Matt realizes that he's in trouble. And it's like you said, I don't think that... I think it is kind of odd that they wouldn't have at least... <clears throat> yeah, give him some aspirin or something. Try to take him to the hospital. Yeah. There's not like a big blockage on the road or anything at this point. There's nothing There's like that. There's traffic tie-ups. <clears throat> You've seen uh, In, yeah. Travis running into him. Yeah. Alicia said she was supposed to meet, that Matt was supposed to meet her yesterday at the beach, but he never showed up, and he's been sick ever since. Alicia leaves the room, and Travis finds the bite on Matt. And Maddie is standing over on the other side of the room, and she says, is that how this starts? And I don't know. I'm concerned about Maddie. Is Maddie bit? Do we know? We don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. But she was really, it kind of, you know, did that kind of... Yeah, I thought he... It looked, it looked like she got had gotten bit. It looked like cow. he bit her. Yeah. It didn't look like she'd... I mean, there was no mark. We never right. saw a mark, but it looked like he bit he her. He definitely went in for the bite. And remember, later on, we see her looking at her jacket, and there's blood on it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's from the beating arm. the principal. Yeah. Is it, or yeah. is it from the bite? No, it didn't. It wasn't torn up. That's that's from beating the principal. Okay. Maddie says they have to go, but Alicia won't go, and Matt tells her to go. 
they're being pretty cajoling with the we have to go considering the seriousness of the situation in place of being a little more direct. Anyway, Matt tells her to go that his parents will be home soon and he'll be fine. She's not leaving. She loves him. He rubs at the tattoo little design that he drew on her arm and says he loves her too, but she has to go. And he finally gets bitter toward her and just tells her to go. And she hugs him. He looks at Maddie and Travis who say thank you to him and they pull Alicia away. So that was the end of that. Then back on the bus, Christopher sees an ambulance trying to get by and somebody is talking about someone being shot 20 times and yelling and everybody starts to evacuate the bus. And then we go see the shooting. So then we go back to Matt, Travis, Nick, and Alicia. They're arriving at home and the neighbors are putting up a bouncy house getting ready for a party and they're... You know, their little girl's turning nine, and they're... Before she turns into a zombie. <laughs> they say everyone is canceled because of the bug, and they should come over. And <laughs> yeah, we'll be right there. And they don't, but they don't, they don't tell them anything, though. They just say okay. And then they notice that the neighbor is packing up his car, too. And he's kind of coughing. Yep, cough due to cold. What do you think the cough is? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, could it be a symptom of... Uh, yeah, we're not seeing that, I don't think, are we? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, he doesn't look so hot. And he's coughing, so... That was kind of weird. Remember, he's the one later on that ends up going after the neighbor. Inside, Nick asks if Maddie is going to tell the neighbors, Mrs. Cruz, because she has no idea... And he says it like it's not real. He's wondering why. This is one of those situations where he's like, are you going to tell her what's going on? You know, because he doesn't believe it's real. So if his mom tells her, don't you think that would make it more real? Because she has no idea. And he says it like it's not, you know, like it's not real. He, I, I, I think they were trying to show us that he's afraid that... The reason they didn't tell her, hey, you can't have a party. None of it's happening. Right, and they're just kind of keeping it from him, going along, like they're playing along right, with him. Right. Yeah. And he says, he says, it's like it's not real. And she she assures him it is real. She tells him that he saved them. And what does she mean by that? By calling them, by showing them Cal, and um, making, right. telling, because he had seen, remember, Gloria, and told them all that, and... Sorry. So they have to believe him. So he he saved them. He says he's about to step into a world of poop. And um, he means the DTs, I think, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's actually what I wrote down. We assume he's talking about DTs, and he says, "You know, right?" And Travis is on the phone. He's trying to get a hold of Liza. Is that her name? Liz, Liza. Brunhilda that doesn't want him to come over. Orange is the new black. The oh, woman who's yeah. got the same, yeah. the same uh, Shoot her before demeanor. she turns. Yeah. <laughs> she got Shoot the same her, Travis, before she turns. On orange and now, she does Travis, on this. Yeah. She's, she's not easy to talk to. Yeah, she's the same person. She got out of prison and now she's trying to become a nurse. But she and Chris are not answering. He can't get either one of them to answer. And Maddie tells him to go get them. He goes outside and he washes Cal's blood, which is quite a large chunk of blood that's stuck to the front of that car, isn't it? Yeah, when they hit him, I mean, yeah. 
That's a lot of blood. Yeah, it's bigger than a raccoon. Maddie walks him out and says to call if he's going to be long. He says he'll catch up and tells her to go ahead and go, but she says, no, you have to go with him. With right. them. She's not, she doesn't want to go by herself. And I don't blame her. So far, the plan is we'll go to the desert. And he's like, oh, go on, I'll catch up. Mm-hmm. Is there like a campground? Is there some place that they uh, went before on vacation? I don't know. I, is there something? Because the desert is big, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's not like saying, meet me at the Quickie Mart. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, in case of fire, meet me on the neighbor's yeah. front porch. Go out and wait for me in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah. I'll find you. Yeah, I mean. And I'll be there. I'll find you, you with know, no uh, cell phone. And yeah, no fly. way to communicate. Yeah, I don't even have a flashlight, but you going out there, I'm, I'm on the way. Like after these protesters get done. Yeah, I don't I don't blame her for not wanting to go out. I, I don't either. But he's concerned with their safety. He is. He is. But he's got to do what's right for his son, too. You understand his side of it. but Have you noticed that the actors in this this series are a little more recognizable right off the jump? I mean, you've seen these people before, and... The Walking Dead, it was like uh, most of the primary actors were people you had never seen before. I actually did think about that. As we were watching the second time, I was thinking... More people, I think, wanted to get on board with this because of the success of Walking Dead. I wonder how that's affected like these channels that are doing their original programming because Walking Dead was one of AMC's first, right? It was certainly one of their first very successful originals, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I know, I'm sure somebody will tell me if I'm wrong, but um, but imagine the people that wouldn't want to get on this. And, and you and I have talked about it a long, a long time ago, a ton of the cast of The Walking Dead is not even from the U.S. No. I've seen Maddie before. I've seen Travis before. I don't know if I've seen Nick before. But he's Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've never seen that guy. Well, I mean, seen his uncle Johnny Depp, but I've never seen... He's so young, though, that we could have seen him three years ago and he could have looked like a different kid, you know, because at that age and stuff. I don't remember seeing Alicia before. Or Christopher, but of course we've seen the mom Liz. Oh, yeah. I'm reasonably sure I haven't seen Tobias. Yeah, I've seen uh, Travis before and the mom, Maddie, and uh, let's see. Oh, the uh, the shop owner, the barbershop owner, he's a, he's an old actor. Really? Oh, yeah, he's been in lots of stuff, yeah. <clears throat> okay, then we flash back to Christopher again. He's getting off the bus and he's walking um toward with with a group of people towards seeing where someone has been bitten is all we know. Then we go back to Alicia and she goes upstairs and her Berkeley acceptance letter is on her dresser. Maddie is calling out to her that she needs a bucket and Maddie's on the phone with the doctor for a prescription. Alicia's just completely ignoring her. She's just sitting there while Maddie's calling. She's really I mean, certainly not pulling her weight as far as this goes. And I guess it could be argued whether she should have to pull her weight in this kind of situation. But Alicia goes back into her mom and says that he won't be able to travel, talking about Nick. And she asks Maddie if Maddie has anything stashed, like the 
Vicodin or whatever she said from her having her teeth done or wisdom teeth out. Maddie says she doesn't. That she flushed what was left over. Um, then Maddie gets some idea and she says she has to leave. And she goes on and on about making Alicia promise to stay there. Yeah, and Alicia assures her and assures her. And, of course, tries to bail as soon as she gets done. <laughs> and then we go to Travis. He's driving like you drive when there's any kind of, uh, you know, traffic tie-up or anything. He's cutting across the parking lot, trying to make his way where he's going. This is why I like Travis. <laughs> um, but he is trying to make his way to Christopher, so you understand what he's doing. But he doesn't get anywhere going through the parking lot. But he does see a policeman, and did you notice what the policeman was doing? He's getting water. He's stocking up on yeah. water. Stocking up and on water. And Travis noticed that. Did you see him notice yeah, that? Yeah, he did. And I saw the policeman notice that Travis noticed that. Right. And kind of said, hey, look, buddy, you know, without yeah. saying, hey, look, buddy. Yeah, they, they spoke just, a conversation yeah. with their eyes. Just keep other. driving. That was pretty good. Yeah. Then we see Maddie at the school. Uh, she uses her key to get in, and... She goes walking down this completely dirt, uh, deserted hallway, and it's scary. It's just scary. It's a scary situation to be in this place. She keeps hearing footsteps. She's looking like she's hearing something. You can hear people walk, you know, take a step or two, but she stops, and, of course, it stops. And when she starts, it starts, and it's just, you know, she's, I'm sure she thinks she's just spooked. Um, she goes into the principal's office and, and into Artie's office, and she gets his keys, and she uses the keys to go into the infirmary. She pries the locker open. Where did she get that crowbar? Mm, I didn't notice where she I, I tried to look both times, and I never could see. It's just like suddenly she had a crowbar, and I don't imagine well, that they Well, it's more like key. a small pry bar. I, I, I don't know where she... Yeah, but would they put, like, narcotic medications in a locker and, like, put a pry bar right outside the locker? She may have brought it with her from from the house because she was planning. She knew where she was going. She actually may have because when she came through the metal detectors, they went off. That's right. Did you notice that? So, yeah, maybe she did. That's a good point. But she she, um, gets a stash of drugs that they've got in there, and she turns around. We see somebody behind her, and she turns around, and it's Tobias. And he just asks if he can have his knife back. And she sighs, and we go to commercial. When we come back from commercial, Christopher is trying to see the guy shot because the police have shot somebody. And he's looking over the crowd, and the crowd's screaming about how this is wrong, and and the LAPD is out of control. And Christopher takes out his video camera. They tell him to put the video camera down, but the crowd encourages him to keep his video camera out. Right, the mob mentality. Then we see Tobias, uh, or Tobias walks into Maddie's office, and she gives him his knife. So she's finally, I guess, relented with the knife. Of course. And she tells him to be careful as she's handing him the knife. I think the knife's going to be the least of Tobias's problem. But there again, I mean, if Tobias is at home, is that does he need that knife? I thought that knife was like for outside protection. It wasn't a very big knife. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like it was some kind of special Michonne knife or no. something. So no, it wasn't like some of my knives. No, well, he, I've got some really nice knives. He could have gotten a knife from the cafeteria. 
this has a little sheath and everything, I think. Did it? It was, Did it? Yeah. I don't, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I think it was, you know, like a little Ninja Commando Junior grade knife. Okay. We also see here, it shows her door for the first time, that she's a guidance counselor. So now we know. And when she looked at the door, remember, as she was walking away, she was looking through the door, looking at the door as if she knew she wasn't going to be seeing that door for a while. Or maybe ever again. Did you notice that? I didn't. She looked at it like she was saying goodbye. Wow. I didn't notice that. Yeah. But, you know, The Walking Dead shows us that's exactly yeah. how it would be. We go back to Alicia and Nick, and Alicia's making Nick soup, and he says he can't do hot, and she, you know, is very sarcastic and says she'll do gazpacho next time. And, um... She tries to leave, and he says that if she leaves, she won't come back. He's yelling that Matt will kill her. She's already out the door. She tells him that. He he tells her that she made a promise to Mom, and she reminds him that he breaks promises all the time. And then she hears him fall, or there's a noise or something, and she turns around, he's having a seizure. Yeah. Yeah. And so she has to go back in. Right. Travis is pulling up to Liz, and she is... She's gotten out of her car and everything, and we see that she has a lot of books and stuff in her hand, and one of them is math for nurses. So we assume she's in nursing school. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that she's seen nothing because she was up till 2.30 studying. She just went to sleep and got up and went to school, and that was the end of it. And he gets her purse and picks up her phone to call Christopher, and Christopher answers and says he's at a protest yeah. And he's doing something important. He tells them the cop shot a poor guy that hasn't done anything. And he has to go and he hangs up on Travis, who he knows is there with his mom. So he knows something's going on. Yeah. But he stays. Liz has, in the meantime, turned on the TV and knows where Christopher's at. Because she hears the ch- the chance on the phone, and then she turns on the TV, and they're covering, they are covering this protest. We said earlier that they weren't covering On television, but, you know, when Johnny Depp was tuning the radio, he couldn't find any uh, any coverage on the radio, at least. Right. Then we go back to Maddie and Tobias. They're walking through the cafeteria, and she says that she's there for Nick because he's sick. Tobias is talking about where the looters will hit first. He's saying first they'll hit what does he say? Pharmacies and liquor stores, stores and stuff like and that. Stores, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tobias wants to know if she's seen any of them yet. That he's only seen them online, and she just kind of blows him off. She doesn't. She don't want to talk about it. Of course, she wouldn't want to talk about it. Yeah, she says it's going to be contained. As traumatizing, though, as that would be, can you imagine? I mean, they're really handling it pretty well. They just ran over people and. And seen this horrible stuff, and they're really I think they're probably in a little in shock. shock, yeah. Well, she just tells them that they just need to get what they need and get out of there. So Tobias is loading up on all the canned food, and Maddie's like, "Oh, we got plenty of food." Which, come on, what, yeah. What's she thinking there? She's not thinking. She's she's preoccupied. Yeah, but I mean, you know. If, it's just like you talked about. They're talking about going to the desert. And, I mean, I don't know. These people may be preppers and have stockpiles of beans they and rice. They we don't, don't know, strike me as preppers. Right. So, how can she think they have enough food to go in the desert and stay? Right. 
I mean, if you're there and it's sitting right there, I don't know. We go back to Alicia, and man, she is scrubbing that floor where Nick got sick. <laughs> yeah, she's a little, little and it's obsessive. A, it's like a wood floor. I mean, I can see getting it up, but come on. I mean, scrubbing it with a brush, like steel wool or something, she's like going to town on it. Um, Nick's sorry, and their mom isn't back yet, and they're worried. She says she hates him, and he says he knows. Do you think she means that? Um, or do you think she's just mad? Yeah, she yeah. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't know. I think she has some kind of deep-seated thing against Nick. But just at that moment, the power goes out. Tobias is following Maddie and talking about the power going out and the Internet going down and all the stuff that's going to happen. Tobias has really studied this stuff. I think he watched most of the Walking Dead episodes. And he knew that this was going to be... Is that what it was? Okay. But this is where Maddie says they're going to contain it. And he makes some comment about how they were going to report it, too. And, of course, we've already talked about that. Then they hear something coming from the intercom system in Artie's office. Did you notice that the sound sounded an awful lot like that guy beside Nick in the hospital? Do you remember that noise that guy was making? I do remember, but I I didn't... um put those two together sound like a zombie gargle or something yeah Yeah. the zombie gargle Uh that's pretty good tobias says it's one of them so they start to run pushing the cart of food out and they lose a can and tobias has to go back and get that one can of food of course it doesn't end up affecting the situation but it's enough to put you on edge but they run into Artie. Artie isn't walking so good, and he's got blood on his back, is all we can see at the beginning. Maddie starts talking to him and telling him that they need that he needs their help. He starts coming back toward, toward them, and she says, we're going to get you some help, it's going to be okay. And he attacks her, essentially. What would make her think, after she's seen Cal that Artie's going to be able to be reasoned with. Yeah, that didn't make much sense either to me. Is it just because he's a friend? But, I mean, Cal was their friend. Remember, she had just sat in his home the day or two before. Yeah. I I don't know. But he attacks Maddie, and Tobias starts stabbing him, and it's not doing anything. And I think that was pretty cool, the way they show that, because he's, like, stabbing him, of course, in the chest, and the arm, wherever. We tried to stab him in the head, but it just kind of glanced down his face. I would think it would be pretty hard to stab somebody who's trying to bite you in the head with a little short knife. What do you think? Probably. But they fall down the steps, and... Maddie has to get a fire extinguisher and literally beat Artie's head in. Beat his brains out. Then we go to commercial. We needed a Subaru break about that time. Tobias and Maddie are leaving the school and it's eerily quiet. They don't have the food. Um, It's almost like a slow motion filming of Travis and Liz trying to find Chris at the protest. They're like doing this look around thing and all that. Travis finds him, but he doesn't want to leave still. He's still arguing that he's doing something. Liz gets a close look at the guy that has been shot through the eye, and as the cover kind of blows off of his face. Um, 
then the ambulance guy gets out and they're all in biohazard suits. So, I mean, I think at least she is starting to believe that something pretty serious is going on. Liz and Travis finally get Chris to leave as the police squads come in, marching down the road, and the police are shooting another girl in the head because she's turned as well. Liz, Travis, and Chris are running away as people are looting and tearing up the streets, and people are closing up their shops. They find a barber, and they talk him into letting them come in just in the, like, literal nick of time before he puts the, what's those cages down, the garage door type roll cages that yeah, you put just down a, the just security. A, yeah, just a security door. Uh, Travis is trying to find out if he has a roof access or a back door or whatever. And then the daughter comes out from the back. I didn't really understand that whole interaction. Did you? Mm. But she comes out from the back and asks them to sit down and relax. People are start beating on the security door and the garage door. But you can't, like, see through it. It's not just bars in front of the windows. It's like almost like a garage door of metal. But there are little peepholes areas kind of, to, yeah. to look through. Maddie has driven Tobias home, and she tells him that he can stay with them until this is over. She's found out at some point that his mom is not there with him. So that's pretty important. He says that this doesn't end. She says, stay with us until this is over. And he says, this doesn't end. And he says, take care of your son. And he walks inside. And then Maddie looks at a car that's slowly, like slow-mo passing by him and sees the little girls with the mask on. Yeah, with the mean, mean-looking drawings on the masks. Yeah, I think that's what people do for kids with masks a lot of times. It makes them want to wear the mask because it's like a mask. Yeah. Well, and then we go to commercial. Then we come back in the barber, and the lights come back on in the in the barber shop. The daughter goes and turns them back off. Travis comes to their room. He thanks them. He says to thank his wife. His the barber's wife doesn't speak English. I don't think right. Doesn't seem to. No. Yeah. Uh, Chris says it's insane, and Travis pulls him away from the window, and then he goes to the window. This is another window. Everybody's looking out the window thing, and Travis says he that Chris doesn't want to see what's out there. Liz asks what Travis has seen, and he says he's seen things, but he doesn't know. And then he goes on to tell her that people die and they come back, and they have to get far away from what's out there, that all of them do. And then we do like this really cool overhead pan of interstate gridlock, just parking lot. So now we're seeing that it's not taken a really long time for, for there to, to be a mass exodus. Yeah. And then you notice in that overhead shot, there's also... Um, grids of power going out. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Power's starting to go out. Yeah. wonder why. Why would the power grow off that soon? I don't know. Demand? Um, you would think it would be on some kind of automatic something for a while. I don't picture power going out for... I, I don't know. I mean, you know, when you think about it, you think when people don't show trouble, up for uh, work... Eventually, the power is going to go out. Cars running over, you know, certain areas. Certain, I don't know. I don't either. It's difficulties. Electrical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Up. Maddie gets back home and asks if Travis called, and they tell her no. They tell her that Nick has had a grand mal seizure. Maddie gives Nick the oxy. She's 
trying to, wean you know, him. she wants him to, to wean off the medication so he doesn't suffer, I guess. Which it seemed to me, by that point, he was already through the worst part. He wasn't... Yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't think that works like that. I don't think you're through the worst part in three or four hours, do I you? I don't know, but, I mean, I don't either, from his appearance, he didn't have any, uh, he didn't have any uh, detox symptoms. No, but he was pretty happy to have the oxy. Well, sure he was. He's going to be happy to have the oxy. He whispers to Maddie that Alicia tried to leave, but he stopped her. What was that all about, do you think? This is just a young boy telling on his sister. He wanted, I felt like, his mom to see something good in him. Maybe. While she was looking at all the bad. That was pitiful. Alicia's on the phone with someone. Maddie walks by her and goes to the bathroom, and she starts washing the blood out of, the sl- out of her sleeve, and... You said it's a sleeve of uh, spatter that she used to kill Artie. I think so. Or what was left of Artie. She starts to cry. And, I mean, she, like, really breaks down. Do you think that was over Artie then? Or do you think it's because she's been beat? I think it's because of the situation. Okay. The toll of the day. So you don't think she's beat? Because I don't know yet. She's acting weird. I don't either. I don't know. But I I don't think so. Okay. I think she got bit. I think, um, what's Travis's wife? Liz. She's been bit. Maddie's phone rings and it's Travis and he asks if, and she asks if he can come home. He tells her where he is and what's been going on with them and kind of recaps the whole thing. And he asks about Nick and she says she's got enough medication to wean him off. And they just kind of recap each other. And then there's a huge explosion. Did you know what that was? Did we ever Something that? out in the, um, uh, out in the street, it could be a police grenade or something to do with the riots. Yeah, and, because they're pushing them back, right? Yeah, and then they can hear. Well, they're. I mean, it's an unmanageable situation out. It's a riot, and then you hear um, you hear them on the loudspeaker, and you hear you hear shooting, and it's just a it's chaos out there in the street. Well, Travis tells her to go ahead and go to the desert, and they'll find her. Yeah, and, but. Yeah. It's again, you know, it's, it's a that's a needle in a haystack, isn't it? Unless they have a place that they... Unless they do. And they probably know. do, that they always go to. We're going to have to give them the benefit of the doubt, because if this works out some way different, I'm going to have to call shenanigans on that, because that's just not going to work. Shenanigans? Shenanigans. Hmm, okay. Big, fat shenanigans right. on that. Sounds pretty serious. That's... that's as serious as it gets. She says no. He says she has to. There's lots of banging and noise, and they lose the call. Maddie walks out of the bathroom, and Alicia's there asking her what happened. She doesn't answer. Alicia asks if she's okay. Maddie, again, does not answer. And then we go back to the school. They flash back to the school with Artie lying there in a pool of his own blood. And he yep. hadn't moved, so... Artie's done. Yeah, I think Artie's done. We flash to Travis, who's looking out the garage door, the security door, at the chaos going on. We flash back to Maddie pacing, Nick's sleeping. Alicia's looking out the window, and she's got a flashlight looking out the window. The power's off and on. It's coming on, going off. And Alicia says to tell her what's going on. But then there's a scream outside, and the next-door neighbor, the one that had looked sick, I think, is the guy yeah, who was coughing, has attacked... Yeah, the lady with the blow-up. Right, Mrs. Uh, Carson. Yeah, the party girl. Yeah, the party girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
very loosely used term, party mm -hmm. girl. I've got the Dawsons here. I had Carsons earlier. But anyway, the neighbors with the blow-up blow up house. Blow yeah. Up, yeah. And Alicia starts to run outside. She, of course, of course wants to does. go yeah. help, and Maddie won't let her. Right. Just stands in front of the door. What did you think of that? Um, she's keeping her safe. But what do you do if somebody's attacking your neighbor, and there's only, I mean, there's only one? There's two girls and a drug addict in that house. She can't help. She's not zombie zombie ninja trained yet. Rick, Rick Grimes is nowhere on the scene. Well, that's sad. That's the way it is. The barber's wife's praying at this altar. It was an altar, right, that she had in her home? Yes. A little altar area. Travis and the rest of them are sitting thoughtfully. The barber's wife blows out the last candle, and the whole scene goes to black. It's the end of episode two. Yep. Season one, episode two. We eagerly await episode three. But we're going to have to wait another week. And we're going to have to wait another week. And that's sad. So we're going to pick whatever's on Monday night in podcast. <laughs> Just anything? Yes. Naked and afraid? More shenanigans, not for two weeks, though. We don't get to see for two weeks okay. what's coming on. But we do get to make homemade ice cream because it's Labor Day weekend. So. Do we? We do. Well, this has been another very fun exciting episode. Well, and I've been kind of tired, so, you know, I'm saving my best stuff for, you know. No, you're great. I know, I'm, I'm saying kind of, this has been a really fun and exciting episode. I'm kind of tired. It's been really good. Um, we watched this episode with our two youngest daughters, who are both grown, but they're still our youngest daughters, and me and the youngest of the young were sitting there literally on pins and needles. We were like tensed up and just like sore from the end of it. It was so tense. And of course, I think you and the older one were just like, what? I may have taken a nap. I don't think you took a nap. I think you liked it. Anyway, we hope that you'll connect with us on tribalrant.com. Follow us on uh, this podcast. It is um, Fear, the Walking Spinoff. Our Twitter name is at Michelle from TN. And we hope that you'll connect with us and become part of this podcast and rate us and let us know what you think. So, until next week. Until next week. We'll see you then.